Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast, brought to you by Advisorpedia. In this series, we interview innovators from across the financial services industry to help you understand who they are, what they do, and why that matters to you and your clients. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. The alternative space and interest in it has grown significantly in the investing community in the past couple of years. Advisors are not only looking for ideas and solutions for their clients, but the knowledge and a place to do it. Enter the Alternative Investment Exchange, or AIX. AIX is a platform that completely transformed the system and helps grow the industry, an alternative universe, if you will. We've invited Joe Ujibi, who's the CEO of AIX, on to talk more about this place. Welcome to the podcast, Joe. Hey, thank you, Doug. Great to, uh, great to talk with you today. Can you provide a little background on yourself and how the technology company AIX got its start? Absolutely. Um, happy to talk about myself and a little bit about AIX. I've spent the bulk of my career in the financial services technology and asset management space. I was uh, an employee and a senior leader at SEI Investments uh, that services lots of alternative, uh, sorry, lots of registered investment advisors. Um, for the last probably 30 years. And about three years ago, I left SEI and came on board to be the CEO of AIX. AIX was incubated by a large retail alternative investment manager sponsor. And what I realized when I first started working with uh, AIX was that the industry is not very well automated. And so what we wanted to do was try to create a mutual fund-like experience for advisors and other wealth managers to be able to transact in alternative investments. We were incubated for about three years inside of a large company. As I mentioned, if you rewind the clock back to about 2015, uh, they had about 85,000 trades. Most of those trades were manual. Most of those trades uh, didn't settle very easily. And we said there had to be a better way to do this. So we started to build out the AIX technology platform about three years ago, we spun off as an independently managed company that I am now the CEO of, and our goal really is to help facilitate the buying, um, owning, and selling of alternative investments for wealth managers such as registered investment advisors. Let's dig a little deeper. What is AIX, and what does it offer from a tech perspective? So we are really a tech-focused or tech-forward platform. And it's our belief that there's a lot of friction in the industry. It's not easy for a, an advisor to onboard or help a end client subscribe to a into a uh, alternative investment fund. Once that fund is owned, it's not always easy to understand the performance of that fund. It's not often easy to understand how that fund is fits in with the rest of the end client or the investor's portfolio. And then if you decide to actually sell that fund, it's never easy to tender, sell, or transfer that fund. So it was our goal to really try to create a truly digital automated process. So not was it only uh, a challenge to build out a technology platform, and that technology really is focused on three things, um, forms, workflows, and data. But we also had to connect the rest of the industry, meaning we want to, from the time an advisor sits down with his or her client, to take that data, that the client gives them, or that may already be in the advisor systems, and use the data to fill out the forms, which can be very complex, 
can be three inches tall of uh, of different forms, depending on the state you're in, depends on the type of investor you're in, you are, depending on the type of um, investment you're uh, you're going to be investing in. And so we automate the forms, uh, but we don't want to send the forms on to say the transfer agent or the custodian, the fund administrator, or even the the asset manager. We want all that information to go digitally. Um, prior to AIX, uh, our research showed that sometimes it would take six to eight weeks for an advisor to get their investor into a, a alternative investment. We've been able to shorten that down to probably two to three days. And so it's a combination of technology, workflows, um, and um, a great client experience. So specifically, how can AIX work with and help advisors be more successful and why should they care? So what we're finding, and I spend a lot of time with advisors, uh, either at conferences or meeting with them one-on-one, and we're finding that advisors are looking to enhance their end client portfolios to include alternatives. So if you sort of look at the the, uh, the usual 60-40 portfolio, some advisors are now talking about a portfolio that's 50-30-20, which would be 50% equities, 30% fixed income, and 20% alternatives. Now, that's an aspirational goal, but um, advisors are always looking to really provide, as a, the, given the fiduciary responsibility that they have, they're always looking to provide a, a better uh, portfolio that's tied to the, the goals of their, of their end clients. So what we've really worked to do is um, make it a lot easier for advisors to do that. Um, access to product has been one of the biggest challenges. And so there's an increasing number of alternative investment products out there, but finding them and um, being able to invest in them is one of the you know, greatest challenges. And so we really can provide access. So we know the market pretty well. We have well over 100 funds on our, uh, on our platform. But we can also say to the clients, um, if you have funds that you've identified, we will go out and secure those funds so they can also be transacted in a digital, in a digital manner. We're able to really build a, uh, really to configure a portfolio or, or a, configure a, a workflow experience for the um, for the end investor, uh, for the advisor and the end investor. Um, so we try to really take out all the friction. So one is, as I said before, subscription. Then you own this fund, this alternative investment fund, and unlike say a mutual fund or a stock, these are generally longer term perpetual assets that you might be invested in for the next five to seven years. There's a lot of maintenance to be done over those five to seven years. What if you want to move it from one account to another? What if your address changes? What if you want to put it inside of a trust? What if you um, decide that you're going to um, combine it with some other funds? Um, Nobody has really built, some people have built, there's some people have built subscription capabilities, but nobody else has really built this maintenance capability. Um, because it really becomes the biggest challenge. How does it perform? How do your funds perform? Can I compare the performance of my alternative funds with the performance of my traditional investments? And so what we've really tried to do is build out all of those uh, capabilities so it's as easy, um, so it makes alternative investments as easy uh, as buying a mutual fund and also owning a mutual fund, understanding performance, and then ultimately tendering the mutual fund. Let's talk some more about the challenges that advisors are facing. What is it that you're solving for them? Well, I think if you go back to sort of just basic investments, 
Uh, we, you know, we've obviously had some pretty exciting um, high growth markets in in both, in particularly in the equity space. Um, that's become a little bit more challenging given some of the volatility. So we find a lot of advisors that are looking to diversify their portfolios and include alternative investments, whether that be real estate, tr- real estate investment trust, hedge funds, private equity, um, business development corporations. So sort of the underlying requirement is the advisor wants to really give the best uh, set of advice to their client. And, and increasingly, they're talking about incorporating alternatives. So one is just uh, helping the, the advisor then actually find the alternatives or get access to these alternative investments. Uh, it typically has not been easy for more retail-based investors, but there are more and more asset managers that are now building up product for the more retail-based investor, really targeted on the RIA. So again, we would then help uh, with access. We would then help sort of by what I we call ease of business, um, being able to get out all those forms filled, make sure that um, all compliance requirements are met, to make sure that uh, you've incorporated due diligence into the into the selection of those of those products, and then ultimately subscribing to them, uh, managing them, and tendering them. You mentioned friction a little bit ago. How is AIX helping reduce advisors' friction? So the friction was largely based on a very manual process. So in most cases, the advisor would be required to have a uh, a client fill out a very complex set of forms, and it could be anywhere from two or three forms to 10 forms, again, depending on um, what state you're located in, what state the advisor is located in, which state the asset manager is located in. Um, so there, these uh, asset types tend to be fairly heavily regulated. And to a certain extent, they're regulated state by state. So this was generally a very paper-oriented process. So the advisor would fill out the paperwork. They'd ask the client to provide a wet signature. The advisor would then turn the paperwork back into his or her home office. The advisor may not have been qualified to sell that product, or the end investor may not have been qualified to buy that product. So you might have to tell your client, sorry, um, I can't. Uh, provide this this solution to you. Um, what we've done is really automate all that checking, uh, compliance checking. Um, oftentimes, then the advisor would then send on, or the advisor's home office would then send on the paperwork uh, via FedEx, you know, overnight or a couple of days to either the asset manager or the transfer agent or the custodian. Oftentimes, the custodian or or that next um, that next part of the process would find some sort of uh, error in the paperwork. Somebody didn't check some box. So the paperwork gets sent back. The client would have to resign the paperwork. And again, this would typically go on for anywhere from six to eight weeks. We really tried to remove that friction. I mean, once the advisor works with their end client or their investor to sign up, it's all automated. It's online. It's digital signature. Uh, it's um, it's uh, could be invested within two to three days because everything is digital. We don't even want to send PDFs to, say, the uh, asset manager or the fund administrator. We just want to send the data so that they can get the forms forms processed. And as I said, we build in workflow so that all of the compliance rules are followed, and we're able to really configure that workflow based on each individual RIA or RIA firm's experience. From an industry-wide perspective, are you seeing other points of friction? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that there are lots of there are lots now. There are many, many more advisors that are looking um, to um, incorporate alts into their portfolios, and I think we went from very little choice of product to now too much choice. So you know, there's friction sort of all the way across the um, sort of the the buying or the advice or the the recommending process. And so what we've tried to do is work with advisors to say there are due diligence firms out there. You could do your own due diligence. You could work with um, with other due diligence firms that are independent, um, and we can incorporate sort of all that data into a single technology platform. So it's there for your advisors to see. It's there for their advisors to share with their their clients. Um, we then have seen friction when it comes a lot when it comes to the selling of alts. So there is, uh, you know, these 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 uh, products are are generally have some sort of limited in their limitations to their liquidity, and it's also again a lot of paperwork and a lot of forms and a lot of process. And so we really tried to identify every area across the spectrum where um, something could go wrong and use automation to fix that so that both the end investor as well as the advisor um, have a very high quality experience. What types of alts are advisors looking for in their portfolios? And do you know why they're looking for these specific ones? Yeah, so I think it's it's uh, evolving. So um, you know, historically, up until a couple of years ago, most alternatives in the what we call the retail space and the retail space would really be individual investors or families that would be probably investing less than a million dollars in an alt. Um, there really weren't many solutions available, and the um, mostly it was larger institutional investors or highly qualified investors that were accessing alts through, say, a wirehouse type of a of a, of a distributor. What we're finding now is that uh, independent broker dealers and increasingly more. RIAs or registered investment advisors, in order to really do their fiduciary responsibility and create a more diversified portfolio, they're looking at alternatives. There are have been a, a handful of very large brand name alternatives that have been developed and distributed over the last, say, four or five years. Um, there are brand names like Blackstone and Starwood and um, now Goldman Sachs. And you know, again, most of these Wall Street banks are getting involved. Some advisors are very interested in those products. They're relatively easy to access, um, but they've gotten so large that most advisors tell me, well, I'm not sure I want to buy that Blackstone BREIT product because it's almost like it's a um, it's a uh, an index fund of real estate. And so although it might certainly have a place in a client's portfolio, what we're finding advisors are looking for sort of more interesting more niche types of products. Um, they really want to justify the fee that they're charging to their end investor or to their client. And so there are, um, there are, and there are really a proliferation of alts that are now available in the retail market. And then they sort of go through cycles. So real estate funds were really quite popular. Um, they still are. Um, business development corporations or BDCs had some popularity probably five or seven years ago. They seem to be coming back into, um, into uh, interest. There are you know, other private equity, um, private uh, private uh, or hedge funds, uh, funds of funds. Um, you know, there are funds that are sp- specifically focused on certain industries like energy and oil and gas. So they tend to go through cycles. But I'd say the the biggest 
thing that I'm hearing from advisors is that they're looking to find investment products that aren't generally available, say, at the wirehouses or more commonly available through uh, some of the larger, broader distribution networks. With kind of the explosion of alts in the industry because of all this access, um, there's got to be a lot of challenges that advisors face. What are, what are some of those? Yeah, so I, there, are, there are a lot of challenges because uh, alternatives work differently. So as I've mentioned, we've tried to we've tried to clean up some of those challenges. The challenge of um, subscription, which was really, I think, uh, initially the biggest hurdle. Um, and then the challenge has really, I think, moved towards sort of understanding performance and then the maintenance. So how does my fund perform? Um, because in, in many cases, a lot of these funds provide a fair amount of dividends or interest payments. And so an advisor might have recommended a, an investment to a client and the client sees sort of a lower uh, NAV than they originally invested in. And they think their, their fund isn't necessarily performing so well. The reality is that they've taken or they've received really large interest payments or dividend payments. And so part of it is being able to explain to the client that um, uh, you know, what really is the total performance of the fund, uh, sort of adding back in all of that interest or, or dividend. You know, another thing is these funds aren't daily valued. They're generally valued quarterly. And so if, if there's a market movement or there's a market event, clients want to know what's their portfolio worth today, not wait until the end of March or sometime in early April to find out. So being able to give clients a sense of valuation sort of between the official valuations is a challenge that many advisors are, are facing today. And, there, and there's ways to around that to do that, to show clients sort of give them an indication of how well their fund might be performing in it if there's a market event. I think another thing is, again, the, the tendering process. Um, these funds typically aren't don't have daily liquidity. They have either monthly or quarterly liquidity, and that can be limited. And again, working with clients to understand what their uh, opportunities are if by some reason they want to um, tender or liquidate their investment earlier than the original uh, originally planned um, um, investment time horizon. How's AIX helping the overall alternative investment industry grow? So we're really an agnostic platform. Um, we can work with really any manager type, asset manager type. I think to date, we have about 17 different product structures on our portfolio, or sorry, 17 different product structures or portfolio types on our on our platform. Again, anywhere from hedge funds, um, private equity funds, uh, REITs, BDCs, um, collective investment trusts. And so we've tried to take this, what we call an agnostic approach. So it doesn't really matter the product structure uh, because we're really a very... Uh, very focused on forms, data, and workflow, we can work with just about all, if not all, invest, investment types. We can also work with just about all investors. So our solution is as uh, meaningful to a retail investor that might be putting thirty dollars or $40,000 into a fund as it is to, a, um, to a, an institutional investor that might be putting $20 million into a fund. And you know we, because we have been so focused on creating really a straight through process throughout the entire alts ecosystem, from the time the investor uh, decides to subscribe through the actual trade, and then the reporting uh, on a monthly or quarterly basis, and then ultimately the tender, 
you know, what we've tried to do is create, again, an agnostic system that can work with, with all players in the industry. Joe, the world is changing faster and faster, and you're helping it change for the better for advisors. So we thank you for coming out and joining us. Well, Douglas, thank you very much. Um, we are very excited about um, work, working with advisors. Uh, we think that there's a huge opportunity with registered investment advisors as they grow their businesses, as they look to expand their portfolio and investor options. And, you know, I'm meeting with them every day and uh, we're making great progress in the industry. And thanks for your time. Thank you. To learn more about AIX, please visit AIXplatform.com. Please follow us for timely updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Julia Smolin, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen. <laughs>